The final hour of DJ and PK is underway. DJ's out today. Joining me now is a pretty good substitute. His name is Gordon Monson. You hear him every day from 2 to 7 with Jake Scott. You can read him in the Tribune. Been doing it for years and years. And I suspect we will be hearing and reading Gordon for at least another 10 years. Is that not correct, Gordon? Oh, yeah. I'm like a spring chicken. I'm breaking (laughs) on. Let's dance. (laughs) Yeah, right. What did I? All I, I know. Did I under, what, underestimate I, another fifteen years. <laughs> you want me to retire to Provo? Is that what you want me to do? Oh, I want Provo? you to do whatever you want to do. I, mean, I don't know. Provo? That's what you... I'm saying. I don't know. I just said that. Okay. I've never lived yeah. in Provo. What? Why does Provo suck? <laughs> Have you heard from any of your listeners from Utah County right now? I mean, why not Dugway? <laughs> It's How about been, Dugway? It's been silent so what? far, so apparently people are agreeing with their silent response. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, what's in, have you been to What Dugway? are the three worst things about Provo? <laughs> no, Dugway. Where's Dugway? Dugway's out in the I desert. I don't know where Dugway is. Where all the, it's like, Dugway's where all the chemical yeah. warfare crap is, right? Due, due west of here, it's dusty and desert. Uh no, I might be good for who it's okay. for. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. How about no, Delta? Is this Delta way, Garden but... Spot? Hey, my grandpa's I've from never Delta. Never been to Delta. Be I can't answer that. <laughs> what are they? Where's the Delta? Jack Rabbit Center? The Rabbits. The Delta Rabbits. Yep. Okay. Central no. Utah. Is that? Is there a high school called Delta High? Yeah, the Delta High School Rabbits. Isn't there a uh, supermodel with Delta? That I don't know. Oh, uh, yes, there is. Is it Chrissy? Chrissy? Uh, is it Tegan? Tegan. Tegan. Chrissy Tegan. Yep. Yes. Is she from She there? was born know. in Delta, Utah. She's married to John Legend. Uh-huh. And it's funny you should say that because uh, I just saw a thing where she is getting her implants out. <laughs> where did you read this? I just Lambert? saw it. I, I mean, literally just saw it. I no, I just saw it. Uh, like, uh, I follow People Magazine on Twitter. I was going to say re- uh, reading man. People Magazine or something. No, I saw. I saw, I follow uh, People. I follow People Magazine on Twitter, and it said that. And I have no idea why she was uh, born in Pro, uh, Delta, but uh, she was. You're right. And so she is married to John Legend who is a fabulous singer, obviously. Uh, uh, didn't John Legend do a Christmas thing for BYU TV? Correct, yep. Oh, did he, really? Hmm. Yeah. All did right. he? Yeah, here it is. Uh, Chrissy Teigen is having surgery to remove her breast, breast implants. Quote, I'm getting my boobs out. Right here, people, people.com. Boom. Why? Did there she give a reason for that? Did she feel uncomfortable? Uh, what was it? What was it? What was the reason? Uh, it's, uh, my safety reasons, I guess. I don't know. I oh, don't know what. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. And why would she announce that to the world? I don't. You know. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to be able to zip a dress of my size and lay on my belly with pure comfort. Well, no, I know. Okay. You, you've well, done that a lot. You've you've laid on your belly with no comfort, with no discomfort, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Sounds pretty good. 
Have you probably uh, scratched? <laughs> three uh, three worst things about Provo. I still yeah. Yeah, yeah, one would be traffic, wouldn't it? I don't know. Tra- traffic? Every uh, PK, you've been down there for games. Well, I go for football yeah. games, yeah, but that's not really normal. That's not every day. I mean, I'm not down there day to day, but yeah. I mean, I, I do know that if uh, I cover games, obviously, at both uh, Utah, BYU a lot, football, and there's there's a travel distance. Between, I live in Sandy, so it's much closer. You know, it's 40 miles to, to BYU. It's 13 miles to the U of U, but I have done this before. I've left my house 30 minutes before kickoff for Utah and gotten there by kickoff. Hmm. Whereas Provo, you got to leave minimum two hours early. So the traffic going to Provo, and they have, and with part of the deal here with uh, Rice Eccles is the tracks, and literally thousands of people take the tracks. And I don't see that happening in Provo. So there's way more cars going to the games, and they get about 15,000 more if both stadiums are full. We understand that. So the traffic on game days is much worse going to Provo than it is going to Rice-Eccles. That's for sure. Well, so PK, even on non-game it. days, Jake knows this. Man, You drive around down there, and it seems like there's more people than what the infrastructure has uh, accounted for. Is that, uh, when I You go down there for practices and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, even on a, on a Tuesday or Wednesday, it can be well, jammed up pretty good. I remember one time I drove to Provo, and it took me as long yeah. to get from the freeway off-ramp to BYU practice as it did for me to get from Salt Lake City to the off ramp. That is not an that really? is not unsurprising yeah. at all. That happens quite often. I grew up in Orem, as most people know, and the summer in the Provo Orem area is great because seventy thousand kids all of a sudden clear out, and traffic is so much nicer. But as soon as they get back, yeah, it becomes a nightmare. 70,000 white kids clear out, huh? <laughs> well, between BYU and UVU in that little <laughs> slice of the state, and I'll leave the white part out of it, PK. You know, the, the other thing, uh, I'm not what touching you, that. I mean, <laughs> We're going to sidestep that one. The, the other thing I can think of that would be uh, a, a disadvantage to living in Provo would be if the Deer Creek uh, Dam ever breaks, uh, then Provo's going to get wiped out, right? Okay, well... <laughs> they didn't put that in there as to why Provo sucks. And if they did it about traffic, they wouldn't have put Bakersfield. They would have put Los Angeles proper. So it's not uh, the list is not because of traffic. Does it give any other reasons for this? Jake? No, not this. This tweet doesn't say anything. No, other just than list the, the yeah. let's list the city. You guys have way more Provo experience than I do. You should be telling me. Why does Provo suck? Well, Provo has a lot of construction. I'm dumbfounded. They have a lot of construction, which makes it hard to get around the city sometimes. That just means a robust economy. It's growing. (laughs) More white people want to move there. I'm I'm with Gordon, though. It it seems like there are more people living in that compressed area than the infrastructure, as Gordon said. But that doesn't mean that that's the exact opposite of why it would suck. That means more folks want to live there, not fewer. So you guys got it backwards. What is wrong with the two of you? Well, I'm not saying we're not we're not endorsing this list. No, but I'm, I'm just saying we're trying to find things that they might find wrong with Provo. I, that's all. I, I, you know, Provo how about seems snooty like a, people? 
Snooty. You mean like judgmental? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like a bo- the way the both of you guys are. Oh, okay. Well, all them folk that go to Timview, PK, you know, Timview State down there. Jake, you really do have to be careful, your mom being from Provo. Yeah, I, mean, I do. Everything you're saying. She doesn't, she doesn't mind me cracking on Timview. She's a Provo Bulldog, so. Oh, okay. How about right. the nightclubs, the bars? Are they just not good? Well, I believe there are like two of them in the city limits. <laughs> I remember the first time, first time I went to Provo, and this applies to Orem, too. You know, growing up on the East Coast like we did, PK, you, you know, you go to, you're in a town, you're in a city, you have a downtown area, you know? Like, uh-huh. the first yeah. time I went to Provo and Orem, I'm going, well, Orem is nothing but suburbs. There is no downtown. There right? is not. And, and, and Provo has that little, you know, Center Street or whatever that is, where university, but it's not really. Like the cities back east, but uh, I, you know, I, no, I, got, not. I got no problem with Provo. I don't know why that, that Provo would be on that list. Uh, that seems. See, I thought, I thought they had a decent little downtown. I remember when Tom Homo got the job officially as the athletic director. He called you and me up, Gordon, and we went yeah. down and mm-hmm. we went upstairs to some Mexican restaurant. We must have spent two hours up there talking with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Los Hermanos. I. I don't know the name of the place, but I do know that I was actually impressed. It was very small, as you say, but I was actually impressed with their little downtown. That's the only time that I had ventured. What would that be uh, south of uh, BYU? Mm. That's Mm -hmm. because my my uh, experiences in Provo are literally BYU, and that's it. I I don't know that I've been. I mean, I drive on the roads. But I have not been to any of the neighborhoods, any of the communities. So I've golfed at Riverside a few times, but that's just basically almost across the street from, from BYU. But that one time we went and we met with Tom, that I, if I remember, that downtown area is south of the, the campus of the university a little bit. It is. It's about and, the and I actually south. It, okay. And I thought that was a nice little place. But that, that's literally the only time that I'd ever been there. Yeah, uh, I, so, I mean it's a, it's a nice little area. I don't I don't get the Provo thing at all. I think Provo nothing wrong with Provo. Well, I mean you can pick out anything about any place, but I could imagine you know when Geneva Steel was pumping out all that stuff down there in uh, more Orem, right? I mean that that uh, Jake, yes. do you remember that? Yes, I do. I grew up right during that heyday. And now they tore all that out. Now it's like the fastest growing city in America or Vin- something. Yeah, the, si- there, the city of Vineyard has gone from 1,000 people a decade to go the, to more than 12,000 today. It's the fastest growing by percentage in the United States. Orm is? Vineyard. Uh, vineyard. Which is right next yeah. door. Oh, Vineyard. Yeah. Vineyard. Geneva, that's a fancy Virginia. way of saying vineyard? Yeah, vineyard. Yeah, yeah, yes, correct. Yeah. Well, that's the way you would say a vineyard is, you know. <laughs> oh, you would? Yes. I don't know. It looks like vineyard to me. Oh, well, I know, but you, you pronounce it vineyard. But that, that that's okay, you know. But that's where Geneva Steel used to be. PK, I don't know if you ever saw that. There's a big steel plant down there in the middle of Utah County, and uh, but that's gone now. So now it's all residential. I I, I don't I, I don't see what's wrong with that area, Provo, Orm, whatever. You know, that's crazy. If I were you two, I would be furious that they're dumping on Provo the way they are. <laughs> I don't know. Different people have different reasons for coming to their conclusions. 
Jake, this is your hometown okay. area. You gotta, yeah. you gotta defend your uh, your hey, home base there. I'm man. I'm, a, I'm an Orem native, so whatever. Provo you're an Orem owl. Yeah, yeah, I'm an Orem owl. Provo can that. stick it. Is that what you're saying? Yes, Provo can stick it. Correct. <laughs> Go ahead, Gordon. He's a, wait. He's an Orem tiger. I'm actually not an Orem tiger. I'm a Mountain View Bruin. Let's get. That oh, clear. are you really? Yes. Oh, so you're on the west side. West side, yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, you know, t- you know too much about where I grew up. <laughs> well, I've been down there a few I times. Know. I'm impressed. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it is what it is. People make all these lists all the time. I've also seen lists that uh, had Provo Orem areas like the, one of the most favored places to live in America. This is true. Remember those? Uh, remember those places rated. Uh, Books they used to issue every year, and Provo Orm usually uh, does pretty well. It used to back in the day. So I, I don't All know. All right, Gordon. I, so you've moved around a little bit. What's the worst place you lived? Uh, huh. Worst place I've ever lived. Yeah. Uh, there's a small town in Germany I lived for a while that I wouldn't. It's not exactly a garden spot, <laughs> you know. But uh, I I heard you talking earlier, PK, about Camden, Camden, New Jersey might be. Uh, I mean, that is that is a tough, tough area. I'm not Chester, Pennsylvania, those areas. Uh, Marcus Hook. I mean, it's a bunch of oil refineries. Uh, you know, it's. The, those kinds of I didn't actually live there, but I, I drove through, through there quite a bit. Uh, and, you know, I, oh, you Jake, are- Jake, and, Jake and I were talking. Wasn't Battle Battle Mountain like once voted the worst uh, town in America? Uh, Jake, do I, am I remembering that right? Something, Something like to that. that effect. I was just surprised that Sparks, Nevada got picked over the likes of, let's say, Winnemucca or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Can I tell? You, I'm going to tell you my experience in Battle Mountain. Uh, that's Nevada, right? Battle correct. Mountain, Nevada. Correct. So I'm on my way to the Bay Area, and it's a that's like a 13 hour drive, right? So it's a long, long drive. We stop in Battle Mountain to get gas, and I got my car, and I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm standing there. I'm pumping the gas into the car, out of the trees area, and it's like a convenience mart gas station. Comes this dude. He comes up to me. And he starts asking for money, and I don't want to give him money, so I say, no, I don't have any available. And he says, oh, yeah, life elevated? You think you've got life elevated? Well, you ain't got bleep. And he starts screaming at me because the license plate says Utah life elevated. You remember those license plates yeah. that said They're still around, ele- yeah. Yeah. He starts screaming at me about life elevated. And meanwhile, I got my hand on that pump trying to pump the gas as fast as I possibly can because this guy looks deranged. And I'm thinking I'm going to get slain here right in Battle Mountain. Yeah. Middle of the day. That was my one experience with Battle Mountain. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I got to get out of here as soon as I freaking can. And so I made sure on the way back that I gassed up so I didn't have to stop in Battle Mountain, that I could keep right on going to Wendover or whatever. Uh, there's another town that I can't think of that's fairly decent size east of Battle Mountain. Uh, you there's Winnemucca on one Winnemucca. side and Elko on the other. Elko. Yeah, I think yeah. Elko was so, the one I was – I'll tell you a quick story about that. I was driving, My wife and I were driving through Nevada once many, many years ago, and I was dri- we were driving a sports car, and I was driving through Winnemucca going east – 
And uh, I, I was going, a uh, police officer pulled me over. I think I was going about 30 miles an hour over the speed limit. He pulls oh, me geez. over. I, well, I mean, it's Nevada. Anyway, so I, he pulls so? me over. So, so there are no laws in Nevada just because they got brothels? Nope, we're going. Just go. <laughs> so, so he pulls me over, and I said, I'm sorry, officer. I got a little uh, uh, lead foot there. And he goes, yeah, he said, uh, do me a favor. Will you? He said, just, just take it down a notch or two. And he gave me a warning. And so I go, wow. That's a warning? A warning. You're so, so, so freaking rich. No. I actually got a ticket in Battle Mountain no. on the way back. I didn't want to say that. I had to pay for it, and you're rich, and you get a freaking warning. So the what story a, I'm going to send you back to a small town right. in Germany. Uh, no, no, the, the, the story gets worse. We, so we get back in the car, and we're driving, we're driving east, and we get around Elko, and my wife's driving now, you know, and we're driving along, and we drive up on a police cruiser that's going in the uh, far right lane, the slow lane. And he's going like it, it, it was back when the speed limit was like fifty five or something. He's going fifty miles an hour. So Lisa uh-huh. drives up behind him, and I said, "Why don't you pass him? These guys probably get tired of people just lining up behind them, you know." And he's going under the speed limit. So she gets over in the left lane and starts to pass him very slowly. And as she does so, he speeds up a little bit too. And so she's trying to get back over in the right hand lane as as you you do, and uh, and but. He sped up a little bit, and so she's going like two, three miles an hour over the speed limit, and he pulls her over and gives her a ticket. <laughs> I felt like saying, hey, the guy back in Winnemucca gave me a warning. I was going 30 over. Somebody was having a worse day than the other so one. So you got stopped twice on the same trip? Yeah. Yeah, the same trip. Yep. <laughs> and I and I sort of mouthed off to the police. I have great respect for police officers, but I, I sort of said, this is, I mean, the speedometer is not even that accurate, you know? But uh, he, and then he, you know, threatened to haul me into the uh, the city jail. So you, you popped off to him? A little bit. A little bit. Nothing, nothing completely <laughs> disrespectful, but I think I, I said, I don't know whether this will end up getting uh, paid or not. And so he said, oh. wants to follow me downtown or whatever. And I said, I'll pay it, I'll pay it. Don't worry about it. You know, and he goes, okay, you know. But, uh, I mean, have you ever been pulled over for going three miles an hour over the speed limit? Anyway, so. I would have one, to say no. One officer was very generous, and the other one was uh, one of those sticklers. All right, that's cool. I would have just pulled you over because you're driving a fancy car, and I don't like fancy cars because those people, those people from Provo who drive fancy cars to bring it full circle, they're snooty. You know, I, 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 we talked about uh, PK's father in the first segment we did, and uh, has he mentioned today, Jake, that his dad was a janitor? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I, I think we get – don't we get a daily <laughs> reminder on that? By the way, a great respect for Mr. Kinahan. I mean, he's a great guy, but uh, PK has a tendency to bring that up uh, every so often. Well, that's because I'm trying to appease my own guilt because I was like an idiot. I was embarrassed when I was a kid. Now I couldn't be more proud. So I'm trying to make good on my own stupidity. So that's 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 what that's all about. That has but nothing see, to PK, do with anybody else you, but my, see, my own neurotic you, ways. You have lived and learned because I couldn't agree with you more. Your dad worked every adult day of his life, and he worked until he was 80. How old was he? Uh, 82. 
82 years old, works every day, straight on through doing that that kind of, you know, hard work, hardworking man. If that's not to be admired, I don't know what is, man. Right. And when I was a kid, I was too stupid to realize that. Now that I'm an adult, I realize it. And that's that's a trite story. Just about every kid says or every adult says, man, I was an idiot back then. Now I really realize. (laughs) And so uh, we all have those stories. Every one of us. I'm just trying to pay homage to the man who paved the way for me to be where I'm at. And yeah. that's he's gone now, and he's been gone for a number of years, five. And I'm still trying to pay that respect. You folks are a big afterlife believer, so I'm hoping the message somehow gets through the cosmos back to him. Hey, I really appreciate what you did. <laughs> what do you think we the can. curtain's coming down on you, PK? That's going to be the end? <laughs> I'm just, I know you folks are believers. That's Come all. On. Nothing wrong with that. I don't know why you get folks. so defensive. My gosh. You don't, you don't believe in an afterlife? <laughs> you folks are believers. That's what all I'm <laughs> saying, folks. man. <laughs> you, folks. you folks. That's my favorite part. What's wrong with that? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. You, you <laughs> folks are believers. More power to you, man. I'm happy for you. You found something. You hold on to it, and away you go. Good for you. What? I lost my grip. Wait, wait, what can wait, I tell you? Wait, you lost your <laughs> What is going on? He lost his grip of his belief. Now, PK, you're a believer, too. Knock it off. You're part of the folk. I lost my – you guys are believers. I'm happy for you. I lost my grip. Maybe I'll get it back someday, but I lost my grip. You guys got the strong grip. You're holding on. You're firm, man. I, I can't shake your hands anymore, but when I shook your hands, I knew those guys are believers. What grip are you talking about? Hold on to the iron. You talking about holding on to the iron rod? What do you? You can't, you can't hold on. You, you lost your grip. What are you floating through space now? Uh, basically, yes. Which way is the wind blowing today? Yeah, yeah. But I'm compliment. That was a compliment to you too. Don't take yeah, it so bad. You folks no, are believers. More power not, to you, man. I'm not, I'm not taking it bad. I'm saying that you're one of us. No, I'm not. That's what that's, you, I'm, you, you guys folk. are. Belie- I can't be one of you because you guys believe, man. You got a firm grip. My grip is very, very loose. There's a difference in the grips. No, so, PK, we're all, as the Germans say, we're all in the same soup, man. That we're, we are all in the same soup. There's what the nobody hell's with all better. the Germany stuff today? <laughs> I don't know. Just <laughs> is it the like a zupa, man? That what it means we're all in the, we're all in this together. There's no you got a loose grip and you got a firm grip. Let's see, we're all yeah, just but doing some of you are again. at the top of the soup, others are at the bottom of the soup. <laughs> I'm down there at the bottom. It's really murky. Up at your top end of the soup, it's a lot clearer. That's all. <laughs> I'm down at okay. bottom. It's it's all it's all murky, man. I can't tell. Uh, is it is it, is it a little chicken noodle? Is it a pea or what? I have no idea. You can see clear. You're at the top. You're at the top of the mountain. You're up there. I'm down here. Someday uh, think, maybe I if think, things transpire. I think the soup is pretty much the same at the top and at the bottom. <laughs> I think. Uh, how would you right, know? You're right. not down here. You're up there. You got no idea what it's like down at the bottom of the soup. My goodness gracious. Hey, Jake, right. you folk. You folk believe. Us folk. 
All right, man. You guys keep believing. Gordon, thanks for joining us. We'll hear you today at 2 o'clock. Keep the faith, brother. All right. Thanks for you, folk, joining us. We'll catch you up to date on what's happening in the sports world next. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. The Zone honors the greatest coach in Utah jazz history and member of the Hall of Fame, Jerry Sloan. We, along with jazz fans everywhere, mourn the loss of the coach we all grew up with. The man who went into battle with John and Carl. My coach. Who would argue with officials and would call for the pick and roll. Thank you, Coach Sloan, for sharing your love of the game and giving us all so many great memories. Celebrating the life of Utah jazz legend. Jerry Sloan. At this stage, I don't really have that concern. We, we have time, which is an asset in this case. We have till the end of June, early July, I think, before we have to decide if we're moving forward with football training camp. So I'd say right now I'm cautiously optimistic that uh, not only will all Pac-12 schools you know, be there, but the whole country together will be up to move forward and start college football on time. That was Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott. I want to tell you about Syringa Networks. Syringa Networks is home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for the 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.com. S-Y-R-I-N-G-A. syringanetworks.com. As I said, that was Larry Scott. Pac-12 commissioner, and the discussion continues. It basically, I don't know if I can say rages, but it's certainly prevalent as far as when will conferences and schools individually play football? When will they allow their student-athletes, we'll call them, I call them players, when will they be allowed to return to campus? Now, the Pac-12, they made the announcement that it's going to allow voluntary in-person workouts for all sports to begin on June 15th. So that's a little more than two-plus weeks away. You know, obviously the local governments and universities, they've got to follow all the rules that are in place and all the guidelines. And I think Larry said, and I know he did reading up on it yesterday, is he said he felt like on campus would be safer than where the, a lot of the kids live at home in their daily lives because they'd be uh, in a structured environment there so they would be be able to be monitored and that they would have folks looking after them you know we had Jim Olson on president of uh, LHM Sports Entertainment earlier and I asked him about the practice things that are going on what activities are going on at the practice sites for the Jazz and he said yeah players are showing up and they're doing workouts and that they are taking Every precaution, whatever the standards are for the county, the city, the state, that the Jazz are raising that up and going into more precautions. Well, stands to reason that the colleges would probably do that, too. So I guess there's some truth to what Larry Scott's saying, that having them on campus where they're monitored and in a structured environment, as opposed to coming and going individual lives at home, potentially could be safer. So it makes sense. Uh, so I can buy what he's saying there. Uh, and The other conferences are going to start doing it. SEC, Big 12, making the announcements, returning the players, voluntary workouts June 8th. Big 12, uh, June 15th. Now, Oklahoma is saying that they're going to wait uh, until July. Now, Yak, you said this earlier. Something about Alabama was caught. What were they doing that was uh, 
not in accordance with some rules? Well, when this whole thing started, obviously coaches wanted to be able to find out how their players are working out, what they're doing, etc. And Alabama, Nick Saban, his uh, strength and conditioning staff, they had issued Apple Watches to the entirety of the Alabama football program, and they were tracking workouts via that because they have all the heart rate monitors and all that stuff that's built into that. And it became an issue because other programs in the SEC saw it as a competitive, I guess, advantage for them to be able to track this. I never ultimately heard if Alabama was sanctioned for it, but I do know the SEC and the NCAA started looking into it and essentially told Alabama, hey, lay off on this. Ah, the competitive advantage, win at all costs. And yeah. You can guarantee Nick Saban I mean, will take anything he can do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and then they're getting the results. They're paying for what they're getting, and they're getting great results, obviously. So they got that going on for them. I think the bottom line, I saw something from Joel Klott the other day. He tweeted out that he's 100% certain that there'll be a college football season. I can't say that I'm 100% certain. I'm 100% certain they're going to do everything in their power at possible to have a college football season. That, I feel... 100% certain that they're going to do whatever it takes to get to that level to play these games. Absolutely. But I can't say that they are going to play games. I can't can't say with 100% certainty that they're going to play one game. I wish I could. I really want it. Uh, that That will hit me super hard that we don't have that. I mean, that's something... We've talked about this a million times, college football, man, the anticipation that we have in our community because we don't have MLB, we don't have NFL. And once the Jazz are done and they get done in the postseason, which has been May, uh, we've got a month or so before the draft and then they make some acquisitions. Last year they were pretty uh, active, obviously bringing in two new players, two big-time players and Conley and Bogdanovich. But then that settles down and – since the Jazz have been better here recently, the first-round picks haven't been anything to get excited about. And they didn't have first-round picks, so second-round picks. And you don't know, maybe they develop, maybe they don't. But they're not the immediacy of some high pick where they're coming into a summer league and then uh, the draft and then the summer league. The Jazz have been good, so that hasn't been. So there's been a little bit of a dead period once they get done maybe a week or so into July, and then we just anticipate the start of college football, and it gets amped up. We go crazy about it, and it gets amped up so high that we get so excited about it, and then when it's here, we're just elated. Well, if it's not here, that opposite of elation is deflation, and I think we would all be deflated big time. So I can't say 100%, but I feel like uh, they're going to do everything in power possible. I would say I'm probably about a 75% that some form of games are going to be played. And I don't know that they're necessarily going to be played one after another, but I feel confident that they're going to get something done, hopefully within the bounds of whatever rules are out there, and it's safe. I believe they got to play as long as it's safe. Now, not the qualifier as long as it's safe. Uh, that remains to be seen what exactly that definition is. A couple of other things I want to get to. MLB, man, you got the owners and players squabbling over money. It's a bad look. No other way to say it. I try to stay neutral on these labor things because I don't want to, to take away from my enjoyment of the particular sports. But in this case, of all the bad looks 
this is the baddest lookest of the bad looks <laughs> because of the what we're going through lookest. right now. I like it. Yes, yes. This, you know, they've had the strikes and lockouts and whatnot. This will be the worst. In all the sports, this will be the worst. you got to find a way to not drag us all through the mud with them and their money. Well, and this is a sport that already battles public perception. So, it, yeah, it's just this is yeah. something you need to avoid not at now. all costs. Yeah. Not now, man. This is the timing. Given the fact that employment, unemployment, and people getting pay cuts, and on and on and on. This is bad, bad look. So please, if you have any ounce of brain, get it solved. And the NBA, still figuring out what to do. I'm excited to see what they come up with, whatever their format is. Jim Olson said there's going to come a time here soon where they got to put a stake in the ground, I think, to use his phrase. And I'm looking forward to that time and excited for that, whenever that might be and see how they uh, figure that out. All right, that's your 9 a.m. Slacker Radio headlines, and they are brought to you by Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. You can find your deals online at lhmdeals.com. Get your feedback, close up the show next. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. All right, feedback today brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Thanks for Gordon Monson sitting in for a couple of segments. We anticipate DJ will be back soon. We'll get back to the regular stuff and have some fun when he returns, as always. And when he's not here, we miss him and look forward to his return. We hit on a lot of things today. Do you ever come up with any reasons why Provo sucks? Whatever that stuff was that you retweeted, Yach, what that was about? Why Provo is listed as the worst city in the state of Utah? Well, we had one person uh, tweet, and I think he tweeted at you and also the uh, the station's Twitter handle. He says, they have just finished two years of construction on Univer- University Parkway in Orem and Provo, expanding it to eight lanes, including two double-length bus lanes, all the way to BYU. It says, tracks go straight to UVU, buses go regularly from there to BYU. So, in theory, that should, I guess, help with the congestion, but I am not counting on it because you and I have both experienced, yeah, when I go to a BYU game, I'm leaving at least two hours before that t- that kicks or tips off because the traffic just gets too ridiculous down around the campus. Yeah, so you're telling me that those that construction that they've been doing, it seems like, and it has been, it's, I would have it, said, longer. My parents it's still live in the world. It is completed. I've seen it. I, and they actually did a good job. It looks really nice, but... I will uh, be interested to see how it looks if and when they kick off the football season this fall and see if traffic is any lessened thanks to that construction, if that makes sense. So you have your doubts even with that construction as a kid that, who, that will improve it. As a kid who grew up there and now covers the team heavily, yes, I have my doubts. Uh, okay, well, hey, we better have for their first home game is Michigan State, is it not? Yep, September 12th is when it's scheduled for. Yeah, September 12th. That should be a big one. I mean, they got Utah the first, well, well it's probably on a Thursday, right? Yeah, September 3rd, so 99 Saturday. days away from today. Yeah. 99 days, 99 bottles of near root, beer on the wall. Root beer, yeah, root beer. <laughs> Ninety-nine bottles of on the wall. Ninety-nine bottles of Oduls on the wall. I, I, I have had Oduls in my day. Now I haven't had an Oduls in a good long while. Same here. Uh, I did not I just, like it. 
I'm wondering if they actually uh, even still make that. Is Odul still being made? Yes, it is, as far I as may, I'm aware. I may, I may go pick myself up an Odul's and see <laughs> if I can get that taste. <laughs> Haven't had one in a good long while, but I was known to down an Odul's or two in my time. So, yeah, a 99 days. I sure hope it's going to happen. Anticipated happening. Uh, but you know, we'll see in the coming days. It seems like they're moving towards that way. And I'm, I'm in favor of that stuff coming back, but I'm also in favor of using all the safety protocols as possible because I don't take it lightly. I, I do it myself, and I, I still try to – I search, certainly social distance. I have no reason to go to the stores or go out and about, so I don't really get worried about that. And I have participated in my golf league. Let me tell you about my golf, man. I am the ultimate choker. So I do a little nine-hole thing on Tuesdays. Takes about an hour and a half. We walk it. And uh, I am even after six holes. Even after six holes. I got three more, man. I can taste a successful round. Well, I promptly on seven triple. I bogey eight. And I bogey nine. Well, So there she goes, man. Hey, Six great holes. I birdied the first and, and bogeyed the other and all pars in between. Yeah, I do a similar thing to you. I play on a Tuesday as well. And yesterday I was tracking for my best round of the year, PK, and I promptly doubled nine to screw that up. So I'm right in the Double same boat with you. nine to screw it up. Oh, well, okay. I tripled seven. That's just in-freaking-excusable. Absolutely. But get back out it next Tuesday for my nine holes and – one of these days, I'll put together a round that will make me jump up and down. Hopefully, we put up a, put together a show that made you jump up and down. Had some fun with it today. Thanks for listening, as always. We got Scott Gerard and Hans Olsen. They're waiting for you. I guess they've got Caldwell, Idaho, that they want to discuss, is what Yak is telling me. Why that's the worst city in Idaho. And those are two Idaho fellows, so they know that state way better than anybody. So please listen to them. And then Gordon and Jake at 2 o'clock, and then join us back here tomorrow at 6 a.m. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.